The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Zeitgeist Lab Collections from Itchy Grundle Podcast. In Collection 3, Brian and Alex metaphorically traveled north to Canada to investigate the Canadian content that seems to be pervasive everywhere. This is Episode 2, Trailer Park Boys. Welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab Collections Podcast. I am Alex. I'm Brian. And we are here with another episode in Season 3. Wow, I was going to say Season 2, but we are indeed on the third season, talking about Canada. I still don't know what the actual name of the season is. I don't know, O Canada? Anton? Blame Canada? Like the South Park song? There we go, yeah. Brian, how are you doing this evening? Pretty good. I've oh, noticed wow. that there's like, um, what was that? I said, "Oh wow, that's uh, that's like a very jovial and upbeat response from you." Like, you're not always like miserable, but pretty good. I feel like is one we don't always get from you. Yeah, that's, that is weird, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed. I, I went back and listened to the the lab experiment we did about some forty one. Oh, okay. I was. Truly miserable on that one. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I was worried about you after that one. You were, yeah, you were right. I was like in a fucking bad mood. Yeah, and I was. Um, I mean, now that we've kind of moved past it at the beginning of the the Shoes Robinson uh, lab experiment, I was very like when you confronted me about the the whole Wisconsin thing. I didn't really know where the evening was going to go after that. So it was, if anything, I would say it was a very tense uh, recording session, at least from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah, unintentionally, just right. Yeah, yeah. I was just going through it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like. I mean, it's not like I didn't believe you, but like, I, I was like, okay, how, how bad could it be? And I was like, oh wow. <laughs> okay. Bad. Yeah. So I, I wasn't wrong then because I have not no, gone back and listened no, to it at all. So if you want to hear me in a different light, go to patreon.com slash cglabpod.com. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like, look, we all have, we all go through different shit in life, and it, sometimes we wear it on our sleeves more often than not. Maybe that's kind of the theme for the the two the two uh, research experiments we did in between seasons was being a little bit more raw and vulnerable. Things certainly got um, um, vulnerable and you know, exposed with uh, our our talk with Mister Mister Robinson. And um, the Sum 41 one, uh, yeah, like you said, you were going through it, and that's evident, and I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just glad that uh, – I'm glad we made it to the other side. Hell yeah. So now that we're – well, we've entered maybe greener pastures, crossed that bridge of misery for the time being, What uh, what's going on in Madison, Wisconsin tonight? Not much. I, I've noticed that, like, before the episodes um, – or before before we record, rather, you catch me in either two different modes. I'm either okay. I'm either like greatly anticipating recording, mm-hmm. or I'm like just wide awake for like eight hours, just counting down the minutes until we record. Okay. Or I'm like sleeping, <laughs> and it's like five after nine thirty when we record my time. Right. And I'm like, oh fuck, we gotta record. See, and I wasn't sure. Because that has been kind of the uh, your mo lately, which is that's fine. But I was upstairs in my bedroom. It was like eight fifteen, 
And I was like, yeah, of course I want to record. Like, it wasn't like last night where I was planning on canceling, but I was like, it sounds like a lot of work to get up and go downstairs and get out the computer and set up the microphone and all that. So I was like, I'll message Brian first and make sure he's actually awake. And it was like 8.29, 8.30. I still hadn't heard from him. Like, okay, I guess this isn't happening. And finally, 8.34, 9.34 your time. I hear from you. Like, yeah, we're doing it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I need five or ten minutes now because I need to go set up all my shit. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of sensed there was like uh, like a lack of preparedness on your part <laughs> because you weren't sure if I was going to answer or not. Exactly. Yeah, I just like just like my eyes just jolted open at like nine thirty-five, and I was like, "Oh fuck, we got to do record." How does that happen? I have no idea. Sometimes you just catch me where I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I fall asleep at weird times of the day. I guess. Okay. But like I just but, don't know how – because this is like the second time in a row where you've managed to wake up like right when we're supposed to start recording, which is much better than like an hour later where I'm like, where the hell were you? <laughs> so like maybe you're – maybe you have like a biological alarm now that's reminding you you're supposed to be potting. I'll, sometimes I'll set an alarm. Oh, for really? Like 9.15. Last time I was like, oh, I don't need to. And then it turns out I actually did. Right. <laughs> Okay. This time well, was unpredictable, but I yeah. should, should have seen it coming because I ate a bunch of Taco Bell. Oh my god. That usually puts me in a nap. So alright. This is uh, a Taco Bell seems to be a recurring theme in your life right now. Are we going through a lot of Taco Bell eating? Uh I have it like once a week. Okay. Which is not good, but sometimes I can't get to the grocery store. Sometimes it's better than going to the grocery store. Right. And getting food to make. I don't know. It's unhealthy, but that's where we're at, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how was last time we talked? I don't even. I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about on mic or off mic. You were going to be a substitute teacher, and then the first day it didn't didn't work out that you could make it. Um, have you revisited that at all yet, or what? What the? Uh, yeah, I've gotten some calls. I haven't accepted anything yet. Okay. Like, um, but uh, yeah. Um, I, it's just a matter of just getting the call and accepting it. Yeah. I haven't had the opportunity yet. But yeah, next next one I get, I'm gonna accept. So how are you spending your days then? Not doing much. So it's a, it's a sad, lonely life I'm living. I'm I'm surprised I'm in a good mood. Okay. I mean, are, uh, I mean, what's the what's the vibe with your roommates? Do they are any of them home all the time as well, or are you just kind of there by yourself a lot? I'm pretty much here by myself. I, okay. like, I don't really. And my one roommate that I share the the floor with, my floor mate, I should say. Mm-hmm. He he works nights now. Oh okay. But, but we don't really see each other. I I, I prefer not to see any of my roommates. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you just don't like them, or you just don't like socializing? Just don't like socializing. Okay. Brian, have you have you reached out to our our grundle of listeners and gotten um, some requests for things for us to talk about? Yeah, I put my phone down my pants, pressed it against the grundle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
I like how we just blatantly just stole a theme song for <laughs> That's fine. Our, our mailbag segment here. Okay, do you want to write a mail theme song? Maybe if you write something, we could we could put something together. I'll think about it. You'll think about it. Yeah. So what have you? So you took a, a a long journey down to the Grundle of the Zeitgeist, and you come back with news from the Grundle. Uh, what what do you have for news us today? Grundle, I like that. <laughs> news from the Grundle. News from the Grundle. Let's see what do we have here. Um, I mean, Twitter is the taint of social media. <laughs> is it? I feel like it is. Yeah, Twitter what's, sucks now. It's what's boring. the rectum? Because the rectum's worse than the taint, right? Like, I'd rather be the taint than the asshole. Oh, yeah, that's true. So what's the asshole? Maybe Twitter is the asshole. I don't know. Okay. Twitter's the worst form of social media. Uh, maybe not. The worst form of social media is no, going to a party. That's why I didn't finish that sentence. <laughs> Alright, um, Gabe Sleuth wants to feel us about your teeth, whatever that means. Uh, feel, feel you guys about my teeth. Uh, I mean, okay, here, I'll do this. Let me move my pop guard here. Now, you couldn't hear that, Brian, because I record on a different device than what you're hearing, but I rub my teeth against the microphone, so I hope that... I hope that Gabe Sluice is satisfied that he was able to kind of feel my teeth through that. Yeah, I don't have a way to do that. (laughs) I mean, okay, well, why don't you describe what your teeth feel like? Mm. Is there there like a a film on them? Have Have you brushed recently? I haven't brushed recently today. It's been a while. Um, like how often are you, do you brush every day or are you like not that often? Not every day. No. One or okay. number two. Okay. Are we getting like at least monthly or oh, annually? Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay. I'm not a monster. All right. Do you ever, uh, do you ever go through any sort of cycle where you're brushing twice a day like is recommended? Oh no, no, that, yeah. that's, that's the recommended yeah, supposedly. I mean, like, fuck that, though. I don't do that. Yeah, that's, that's weird. You gotta once, be weird. Once yeah. Also, who are these people that floss? That's weird. I'll floss every now and then. Like, right before my dentist appointments, I'll do it. In hopes that I can fool them. <laughs> yeah, they they take it personally if you, have, if you have fucked up teeth, don't they? I guess. I don't know. I just don't like being chastised. Yeah, I'm a, I haven't gone to the dentist in years. I really need to. Okay. But I, that requires insurance. Uh, it does require insurance. Which is uh, unfortunate. Which it shouldn't. It sh- yeah, maybe it shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I am still a Republican. I think that we need some sort of payment. It's not <laughs> By the government for for dental care. Is that the first time you said you were a Republican on on the main feed? Maybe. 
it's kind of a dirty word now, though, right? Like, a lot of people probably hear that and think I'm some sort of Trump supporter. Which you're not. No, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm like, I'm a Mitt Romney Republican. Ooh. That's still pretty bad. No, no, it's not. Mitt Romney would have been an amazing president. His first first term would have been worlds better than Obama's second term. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know about that. He was right about Russia. And he would have brought binders full of women to the White House. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's that's what he would have done. (laughs) With those binders full. That's that's what his claim to fame was. He had the binders full of women. He's LDS. They've all got binders full of women, right? Isn't that the, the stereotype? I forgot about that. That sound bite. <laughs> I wish I forgot about it. Yeah, well. So, okay. All right, so we've covered our teeth. Is that enough about our teeth? I think so, yeah. Uh, the, the sluice is loose again, feeling our teeth. That's it's creepy. And then Toad said... Foo Fighters, let's hear opinions on those dudes. Oh boy. And then you kind, of went on, you kind of went on a tirade there. I didn't go on where, a tirade. Uh, you it's you not just decided the... to answer off pod and, and uh, yeah, people well, are still mad about it. They are mad. And I didn't, I, it was inadvertent that I answered uh, Toe's question because what happened was I posted my feelings about Paul Hollywood from the Great British Bake Off. And I was raked over the coals by Maddie from Wadonga. And so to just really, you know, poke that bear again, I I went for the Foo Fighters right on my main feed because I know that Maddie is a big Foo Fighters fan. And uh, yeah, it kind of blew up in my face there that I don't like the Foo Fighters and I clearly should have saved it for right now. But yeah, Dave Grohl can get fucked. Wow. Strong words. Absolutely. I don't um, care if he's the nicest guy in rock and roll or whatever. Like fuck him. I just I I I don't know why I don't I, I don't know how anyone the fuck can have strong opinions about that band one way or the other. Really? They're just the most average rock band in the world. Okay, so Foo Fighters or Weezer? Who's better? Who are you listening to if those are your only options? The Foo Fighters. Like, the Weezer's the worst fucking thing in the world. I thought you just didn't like the discourse around Weezer. I, I don't like the discourse around Weezer, and I want to stay the fuck away from it. And I never want to hear about them ever again. I, I never want to hear that band ever again. What if I told you that, what, like, let's, let's just, like, prognosticate um, a year into the future, and I say... All right, it's, it's Collection 5. We're going to do the 15 best Weezer albums. No, we're not. Well, but but Season 5 will be my turn to pick again. Oh, yeah, that's true. Would you just, like, leave the pod if I said we're going to do a whole season about Weezer? No, it would just be a really painful time for me. <laughs> okay, so you like the Foo Fighters better than Weezer. I guess. I mean, <laughs> you have to choose. Gun to your head. You're going with the foo. Gun to my head. I'm pre- I'm pulling the trigger. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. So you, but you think they're average? Like it, 
outside of the choice yeah, between them and Weezer, if it just put strong feelings about this band, I think them with, like meat and potatoes, radio rock friendly band there is. I think maybe for me, what there's no edge, you know, no, there's there's no edge. I mean, that's you too. So of course, there's no edge. What I would say about the Foo Fighters, what really bothers me, it's the same thing that bothers me about, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Everyone's like, oh, you've got to, like, watch Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Like, I know I've told this story before. I don't listen to it because everyone thinks I need to. Everyone's like, oh, the Foo Fighters are, like, this amazing band. Like, no, they're not. They're, like you said, they're They're average. But because Mm -hmm. so many people think they're so amazing, that is what makes me hate them. And also, independent of their actual music and talent or the perception in the public, Dave Grohl just really fucking bothers me. He's always got that fucking toothy grin. He's just so... And it just... I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Dave Grohl fine. I mean, he's like... I, I, don't, I don't see how anyone could hate him. And also, fuck Nirvana. Whoa. Why fuck Nirvana? Because they sucked. Why does everyone like Nirvana? I don't get it. Nirvana was really good. Um, I don't know. They're just good. Did you hear the 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 baby from the front of the yeah album is suing them or whatever? Yeah, that's like that, that news is like a month old now at this I point. I know. Yeah, that's still zeitgeisty. A month old is newer than anything else we've ever actually talked about on this podcast. That's true. Yeah. Um, that guy just wants attention. Yeah. And no one was talking about him for a while. And it was been it had been thirty years since the album dropped. Which part we... of which part of which was recorded in Madison. Oh really? Yeah, a couple of songs were recorded at Smart Studios, rest in peace. Hey, what is the what is the grundle of Wisconsin? The grundle of Wisconsin? Yeah. Obviously, it's not Madison, but like, what is the Grundle? Is it Green Bay? No, probably Janesville. Janesville. Okay, I'm not familiar. nothing good comes from Janesville. Sorry, is that Jane like uh, the female name or James like the male name? Oh, Jane. Janesville. Janesville. Okay. Yeah, maybe Janesville. Nothing good comes from there. There's a, there's a bar called the Back Bar that that books a lot of hilarious, um, like rock bands that are just way past their prime. Like okay. Trap has played there a couple times, I think. Nice. That's the I only guess. thing that goes on in Janesville besides racism, probably. Okay. Is there a lot of racism in Wisconsin? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wisconsin's <laughs> not great. <laughs> Speaking of Wisconsin and things we've argued about before, we did. We have that Culver's here now that just opened right down the street from where I live. I tried to go over the weekend. I wanted to get like a picture of myself with the freaking butter burger and the concrete or whatever, but it didn't open until today, I guess. But I, I, I was oh, not able to get over there today. But I'm planning on getting over there this week. Good, yeah. I think you'll like it. Better brand of beef makes a better. Oh, wait, hold on. A better brand of beef makes a butter burger better. That's, oh, that's, their, okay. that's their catchphrase. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to remember that. When we, we drove up to it on Saturday, 
And there were some sort of like pre-grand opening event where it was just all Culver's employees there eating or something. It was very odd. I don't, it was like a practice, I guess, maybe. They were serving themselves. I don't know. I wonder what their hours are. Maybe I can um, sit in the Culver's to record our next episode. That'd be cool. Just like in the drive-thru. Well, no, I'd like go in. I was like sit in a booth with my laptop. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm sure they'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you didn't like it. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like talking about how shitty the food is. It's like, man, nothing good comes from, comes from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm sure that no one in there even knows that Culver's is from Wisconsin. I mean, the employees would know. You think so? Yeah, they got another history of the the why casual the casual fast food dining experience. I mean, maybe the general manager would know, but the sixteen year old kid behind the counter taking my order has no idea that Culver's is from Wisconsin. Maybe not. All right, is, is that was it for the mailbag then? Yeah. All right, news from the Grundle. News from the Grundle. Views Thank from the you. Grundle. Views from the Grundle? Ooh, that's horrifying. Okay. Trailer Park Boys. The next installment in our dive into Canadian pop culture. Um, to me, this was an obvious one because I've enjoyed this show for such a long time. But Brian, what? tell me about you and the Trailer Park Boys. I have a feeling this is a show that you've enjoyed. Yeah, the Trailer Park Boys. This is a show that, like, um, I had a Facebook memory pop up uh, a couple weeks ago. I said, I'm starting to believe that Trailer Park Boys isn't a real show and is just a series of memes that just appears on my Facebook feed. <laughs> okay. So I hadn't, I hadn't watched it until recently. So but, you um, know it from the memes rather than, like, that's where you got introduced to was through a bunch of memes. Yeah, it's a show that existed only in meme form until recently. Okay. Not recently, like within the next or within the last five years or so. Okay. But then I watched it finally, and I became obsessed with it. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is actually living up to the hype." I'm so surprised. Right. Um, because I didn't think it would live up to the hype because of the people that are posting memes about it, and just you know, usually when a sh- Usually when people, like, I never take anyone's recommendations on things, on shows. Like, people are like, oh, you gotta watch Shit's Creek. I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. (laughs) Or uh, you have to watch, um, what's the other one? Breaking Bad? No, I've seen Breaking Bad. Um, um, Which I predicted the ending of. Um... Uh, what was the other one? It's like it's not Shit's Creek, but it's um, but it's like similar to Trailer Park Boys, I think. Um, Letter Kenny. Oh, Letter Kenny. Yeah, I did you have to watch I that one. It's like, no, I don't. No, I'm. I've had a couple people tell me that, but like that show always looks so fucking stupid. Yeah, it, I, I don't know anything about it, other than people are telling me to watch it. It's like, no. I'm not gonna do that. You're right. You don't know me. You don't know what I like. 
Okay, so Trailer Park Boys, it's been around for... Here's my problem with Trailer Park Boys. It's been around since like 2001, I think. Mm. Maybe even before that. Um, okay, pre- yeah, it premiered in April 2001, but it was based on some videos that maybe these guys had done as, earlier, as early as 1999. And so I was, I watched it. I first came across it probably about 10 years ago now. Um, and got all the way up through Countdown to Liquor Day, which is um, like the movie in 2009. And I thought that was kind of like the end of it. And for a, for a while, it was because the first seven seasons aired through 2007. Then Countdown to Liquor Day, which was the second movie, came out two years later. And then five years later in 2014, they started putting out more seasons. I have not watched the last – Jesus, at this point, they've now put out five more seasons – have you watched all twelve seasons of this show? Um, I don't think I have. I think it got bad at a certain point. Yeah, when Netflix took over, I would imagine. Probably, yeah. Um, let me just light my uh. Come on. No, my lighter's done. Oh no. Sounds Shit. like you're up Shit's Creek. I have another one outside, but I don't feel like getting it. Well, there you go. Just swallow it. Rest in peace, Blacklighter. Can't you just swallow your your uh, your blunt? No, that would be bad. Why? We gotta poop it out. Yeah. So. I want to give me high. Oh, okay. I don't know how it works. I just thought you'd ingest it somewhere or another. You gotta burn it and you gotta smoke it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't feel like getting my my uh, lighter that I exclusively use outside. Oh, okay. You've got an inside well, lighter and an outside lighter. Yeah, I have. I I had one for like. It's from when I lived alone. I had a, I had a living room lighter and I had a bedroom lighter. <laughs> nice. the, the black lighter was for the, for the bedroom because that's where I go and be goth. Oh, <laughs> very cool! You're very awesome. Okay, uh, all right. So for 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 Trailer Park Boys, kind of the way we're approaching um, talking about any TV shows for this season is we're going to talk about one episode, and then if we have a guest, we'll probably talk about at least another one. And that's the case this week. So. We will have a guest later on this episode, but for this part, we're talking about the season five episode, I believe, called I Am the Liquor. Oh, is it season three? Oh, wait. No, I Am the Liquor is the one we're talking with the guest, right? No, no. I Am the Liquor is the one we're talking about, just us. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Did you watch it, or are you not prepared? I watched both of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're doing I Am the Liquor. Now, I chose this one because it was rated as like one of the hot, like the number one best episode of Trailer Park Boys by some fucking website. I don't know. We know how well that went for our Rick and Morty uh, adventure, but I do think this one really held up. Yeah, this one, I mean, it's hard to declare this one the best because it's part of a storyline. Right. It's in the middle of a storyline. I guess that's the vibe I got from it. Yeah, and that was a little well, bit... There wasn't like, really I, a conclusion yet. No, and it was a little bit annoying because 
I don't remember the storyline. Like, I know I've seen all these, and, you know, 10 years ago, this episode made a lot more sense to me, but now I'm, like, half, not even halfway through. It's, like, the second to last episode of the season. So, like, it's almost the end of this story. I'm, like, I don't really know what's going on, but it was still very funny. Wait, it's the second to the last episode of the season? Uh-huh. Meaning it's the penultimate episode of the season? I'm not familiar with that word. Okay. Just wanted to check. <laughs> Yeah, you said second to sure. last. I know, I know that means something else. Second, what do you mean? Second There's to last. Word is, for it. Uh, no, not that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I believe it's penultimate. Hmm. I'll have to do some research on that later. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, okay, so what did you appreciate about this episode? Um, well, like all the episodes, I appreciate just like the vibe of this, the show, and just like how it's just portraying these really lovable people that are just degenerates. Are they lovable? I think so. I think they're, it's almost like a, it's more like, to me it strikes me a lot like it's always sunny, just in the terms that I don't really think they're lovable. I think you're supposed to hate these guys, at least like Ricky. Yeah, yeah, I like Ricky. I guess guess you're not supposed to like Ricky, but I, I love him. (laughs) Um, yeah they're just a bunch of lovable degenerates trying to make money illegally and and they they just want to get high and drunk and you know just I guess that's the vibe of a trailer park I guess right I do like that he had to bail his daughter out of jail yeah or get her out of the drunk tank or something (laughs) right yeah (laughs) um Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to confuse this with the other episode I watched. Um. Yeah. Um. And then that, that quote, "I am liquor," is so iconic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's a there's a there's a band called CU Space Cowboy who have a song called "Randy I Am the Liquor." Oh, really? Yeah, maybe we could play it later. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, um, rest in peace, uh, the actor that played Jim Lee. He, yeah, um, yeah, he, he, he's so good. He, but he reminds me of a roommate I had who was also <laughs> old alcoholic. Oh, you lived with an old alcoholic, okay. Yeah, no, he's the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> um, what, what was so bad about him? He was just a racist piece of shit and he was just really antagonizing to everyone. How did you find yourself living with this gentleman? Um, I I didn't have a choice. It was my my landlord. Oh, okay. He just rented a room to him. Well, a tree fell through the front window of the apartment when I was living there the first time. Okay. And um, this guy had had a business where he does tree removal. Okay. And he removed the tree, so he got a room. And when the tree fell over, the guy went up to me and said, yeah, man, I knew that thing was going to fall over sooner or later. I mean, I'm an arborist, so trees are my life. What? <laughs> so I knew that thing was going to fall over. And I lived, in this, I lived in this neighborhood my whole life. I knew that thing was going to fall over one day. Okay. Okay, I was like, great. Glad you said something 
you know, until <laughs> after it fell through right. the roof. Right. So fast forward um, about two years. Um, I'm moving back in. Uh, I moved out and decided to move in with my girlfriend at the time on our six-month anniversary. Bad idea. Don't do that. Um, even if your relationship is going great, don't move in that early with someone. Okay. Um, unless you did already, I don't know. Unless you did already? Well, I'm married. Okay, okay, yeah, when did you move in together? Uh, yeah, about six months after we started dating. Really? Uh-huh, yeah, about that. Really? Okay, well, yeah. maybe, well, well, I don't recommend doing it, but it worked, I mean, it clearly worked out for you. Yeah, it's a case-by-case basis thing, I would say. Yeah, if the person you're dating is severely mentally ill, maybe don't do it. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, um, we, we broke up halfway through our lease. She refused to pay her after the rent for the rest of the lease and told me I, my parents come from money, so it's not a big deal. Um, I, my parents don't come from money. My, my mom's a retired secretary. My dad's a retired school teacher right so um yeah so um anyway um, so i decided to move back into the the old place that never the tree fell through the window uh-huh. during a horrific storm and um i'm moving my stuff back in and I, at, some, at one point i lost my id during the moving process. Okay. And this guy comes up to me. And he's like, hey, man, is your name Brian Cole? And I was like, yeah. Um, he's like, were you born on 8-28-1989? I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Did you used to live at blah, 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 blah? I was like, oh, this guy found my ID. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, so you found my ID? And he doesn't, and then, and then he doesn't even answer my question. He's like, "Is your driver's license number K four hundred? Blah 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 blah." Right. And I'm like, probably. So where was it? <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, I found it." He's like, "I found it in the in um, I found it by the garage. Here, I'll go get it." So he memorized all my information on my ID. That's not creepy at all. No, and this, you know who the guy was? The arborist. The arborist? Okay. <laughs> the guy who was like, oh yeah, I knew that tree's going to fall over sooner or later. So okay. now that's my roommate. And that was your roommate. That was and he's my, racist? And he's a racist piece of shit. He's the worst person I've ever met. Okay. So, yeah, that was my story about him. <laughs> and he reminds me of Mr. Leahy a lot. Okay. But not in a good way. Not in a good way. No, not at all. I fucking hate that guy. Someone on Reddit says this is their favorite Trailer Park Boys scene of all time. Let's see what we've got here. This is from I and the Liquor. What's going on here, Mr. Lee? Putting on the market, bud. I thought we were trying to sell it to Julian. Listen, at the price I'm asking, no one in their right mind's going to buy it. Julian is never going to let his grandmother's trailer be sold on the open market. We keep raising the price. Julian's going to have to raise more money to buy it, and the only way Julian can raise money is breaking the law, Randy. Breaking it. The law, Randy. Breaking the law. 
Then we'll catch him in a shit snare. Right, Mr. Leahy? Yeah, the dialogue on the show is just incredible. <laughs> it is, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it must like, be scripted, right? Is it scripted? Or are they like... Oops. I can't, ima- I can't imagine that it's entirely scripted. I mean, I, I like to think that some of it's improv, but I can be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. You'd think that was something I would look up for for talking about it, but I really didn't come with much here. Okay. Um, bef- oh, let's see here. Many of the actors often make public appearances in character. Okay. The trio have stated that many of the show's most popular moments were not in the script. So there is a script, but there is some improv to it. The show is loosely scripted with much of the dialogue okay. ad-libbed from basic plot points. Hmm. So we probably have to address at this point, um, there have been uh, reports in the last few years that Mike Smith, the actor that plays a Bubbles, has oh, been yeah. accused of sexual assault. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I don't know that uh, he was accused uh, of sexually assaulting a teenager in 2005. Jesus. A woman alleges that in 2005, when she was 18 and out with her friends in downtown Halifax, she met Smith, then 32, at a bar. She says after she showed Smith her fake ID, he bought drinks for her and her friends who were also 18 and under the legal drinking age of 19. She later told police Smith sexually assaulted her at his home. This is per an article in Vice. So this is our reporting. Um, It's Vice, so just take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. But I believe that after this, I think in recent um, years, the actress that played Lucy, I think, left the show um, over these allegations. Oh, wow. That's too bad. Um. Yeah, I've heard allegations of him like hitting women in public. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what someone who um, actually lived near where it's filmed told me. Where is um, it filmed? Is it filmed? Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, someone I used to know. So in two, in 2016, Lucy de Cater. I think is maybe how you pronounce it, who plays Lucy on the show, um, announced her, her dad, Mr. Leahy. Hmm? Oh, wait, no, not her dad. The other, the other girl on the show. Her dad is Mr. Leahy. Okay. So she tweeted Saturday, this is, you know, five years ago, she was resigning from the show uh, only hours after her colleagues released a statement in support of Mike Smith, who was accused of domestic Ooh. battery in Hollywood. If I find out that somebody is abusive, I cut them out of my life. It's very easy, she tweeted. In another tweet that has since been deleted, she said her resignation was connected to Smith's arrest. Yeah, so okay, that's following the allegations that he had hit someone in public. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, this is from 2016. Trailer Park Boys actor Mike Smith, who plays Bubbles, arrested in L.A. Um... Smith was arrested in Los Angeles. 
the incident is alleged to have taken place in the Roosevelt Hotel. Smith was released on $20,000 bail. So I, I wonder how this ended up playing out. I don't know. I mean, they still do live shows, and he's still really, really successful. Yeah. So it's just one of those so things. So was where... Michael Jackson when he died. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know how that connected to anything we're talking about. Because he was very successful, and he was a child molester, and who was still wildly popular at the time of his death. Okay, yeah. Sure. The alleged victim released a statement in support of Smith, and the charges were dropped. So maybe that's just weird. That's all the Wikipedia says, is that the alleged victim released a statement in support of Smith, and the charges were dropped. Oh, wow. It's very strange. Yeah. Wonder if they were threatened or something. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so the only other thing I've got is, I guess, proof that this show should probably just be dead now. Is this uh, song they released earlier this year called The Kitty Man Sea Shanty? There was a cat with a hungry belly. The name of the cat was Whiskers Jelly. His throat was dry and his bow was bare. Meow, me fairy cats meow. Soon may the kitty men come with birds and mice and some tasty nums. One day when the craters come, we'll eat till our bellies are full. While Jelly got his boys and they gathered round, they scattered seeds from a sack they found. In hopes the seeds they spread on the ground would bring small critters a boot. Soon may the kitty men come with birds and mice and some tasty nums. One day when the craters come, we'll eat till our bellies are full. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that would fit right in with a uh, an album we're going to be talking about shortly during this collection. But this was this was not great. But that's as far as I can tell, this is the most recent thing they've released. Yeah, I think they're kind of running an empty at this point. Yeah. Um. So final final thoughts about Trailer Park Boys, or at least the episode "I Am the Liquor." Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was. I mean, what we watched was vintage trailer to Park Boys. This yes. is a. What, what you what you just showed me is. Um, it's not. No, like I said, they're running an empty. But the show, I mean, at its at at its time, at its peak, where it was brilliant, and insanely watchable. Right. Yeah, I think it's this was a great episode. It reminded me of, of everything I liked about the trailer park boys. I haven't watched it in probably ten years, but it, this definitely made me think. Okay, I, I think maybe I should go back and revisit because it it's just it's really funny. It's really sharp, and I don't know. I'd like to think that it's uh, it's not like offensive in a in a in, in a, like a mean way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think is very Canadian about it. Yeah, sure. Canadians aren't I mean, offensive in a mean compared, compared to something like South Park, you know? Where you have to right. be mean to be funny. Right, absolutely. So. Alright, well, let's take a brief commercial break, and on the other side of that, we will talk to our guest this week, Jordan Lane, about another episode of Trailer Park Boys. Hell yeah. Randy, what do we usually do in this situation? I don't know, we call the cops. And then what happens, Randy? 
They come and they arrest the boys and they go into jail. For a few months, right. We need to eliminate them permanently, Randy. How do we do that? Who owns the hash in the driveway? Cyrus and his gang. Exactly. Randy, I got $100 here for groceries. I got $1,400 here for liquor. And I got $6,000 for you to go and bail out a couple of shit puppets. We may need a few more shit puppets for our play, Randy. And they gotta be angry shit puppets. And you gotta make them angry. You say whatever it takes to get them angry. But they're not angry at us, Randy. Shit puppets are supposed to be angry at other shit puppets. Take the bus. Listen, Mr. Lee, they could kill one another. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but we can't be involved with murder. Exactly, Randy. Mr. Lee, is this you talking or the liquor? Randy. I am the liquor. Alright, welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab Collections. Uh, the host of two different podcasts. Holy shit, I have ADHD and Infinite Horizons Radio. Um, among other things, a former guest of this podcast already, uh, Mr. Jordan Lane. Jordan, how's it going tonight? Doing pretty good. Not too shabby at all. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a quiet night here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So Nice. So uh, you, I think you, we were just talking a little bit off mic, and I think you were going to ask us something, but then you said we should record first. So I, yeah, I'm give you no. the floor here. <laughs> well, because because I was so I was just curious, um, you know, because I was I was reflecting back over uh, some of my favorite and least favorite um, ideas of Canadian content and Canadian stereotypes and whatnot. And okay, yeah. So what what leads a couple of guys from the states to want to talk about CanCon at length in the first place? Uh, well, so the kind of the way our podcast is formatted is we trade off seasons who gets to pick the the subject and this this subject or this season was mine. It kind of starts with like maybe five or six years ago, I made a friend and they happened to be Canadian. It was like, oh, this is the first Canadian I've ever known, which <laughs> sounds like I don't know when I say that loud, it almost sounds racist like, oh, I have a Canadian friend now or something, right? And, but then, like, from there, I just noticed Canada, like, or Canadian stuff everywhere, whether it was, like, the Blink-155 podcast, or, like, I'd watch a TV show, and I was like, oh, shit, this is from Canada, or my kid would watch a show, and at the end, I'd, like, see CBC production, like, is Canada just, like, infiltrating my life, and I don't even know <laughs> it? So I was like, maybe we should, like, do a deep dive into CanCon and you're here to talk to us about Trailer Park Boys, which is maybe some of the more well-known CanCon, at least outside of Canada. But some of the things we'll be diving into this season are maybe more obscure and more unknown. Because I want to, like, I want to discover something. I want to learn something about Ken. I don't just want to talk about like the fucking Trailer Park Boys for 15 <laughs> weeks or something. But yeah, that's kind of why I said, like, Yo, what the fuck is going on up north? Like, what is there something in the water? Like, what the hell's going on up there that they their culture or their pop culture anywhere anyway seems to be everywhere. That's super interesting. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 funny. Uh, there is sometimes this almost. It almost does feel like Americans exoticize us okay. to like a certain okay. degree, which is which is very very funny <laughs> because like you know um, yeah uh, I I think that the 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 biggest 
point of differentiation for a lot of Canadians is that we are not, in fact, Americans. And it's just like this weird sort of inverse national pride where it's like a pride in these things that we aren't instead of that. And also, that's it's really funny because that, that idea of Canada and Canadians as like the states but not so extra like that that has completely had the lie put to it in this last year too with like you know all of the the uh legacy of our own you know like colonial violence being finally kind of uncovered Mm -hmm. this past year like we don't we can't even pretend we have that leg to stand on anymore of like you know well at least we didn't do colonialism as bad as these guys (laughs) actually it turns out that maybe we did We're just better at hiding things, so. (laughs) Right. So, okay. Not to get too grim right off the bat here. No, no, it's fine. I think think that's actually really interesting because when I think of, like, if you had asked me, you know, 10 years ago, and obviously 10 years ago I was much more immature, but I would have said, like, oh, yeah, like, what's different about Canada is it's colder and they have free health care. And even when you were on our podcast last season, we talked about the healthcare and mm-hmm. the benefits and some of the cons you've even laid out of maybe your system. So aside from that, which seems to be, I think, for a lot of Americans, depending on whether you're left-leaning or right-leaning, it's like, oh, well, that's what makes Canada either yeah. better or worse than us is free healthcare, essentially. Um, from from your standpoint, what what is different about Canada culturally and is there a sense of superiority among Canadians in general? Like, kind of, like, do you look at America and go, oh, yeah, idiot Americans, like, they don't know what the hell they're doing, we're so much better? Or is it, like, what is, how does Canada view us, I guess? I think that you've just sort of articulated the lie that we tell ourselves and the lie that we sort of tell ourselves publicly. But Canada, Canada is not a proud country we are a deeply deeply insecure country okay we are an an absolutely deeply insecure country about having a sense of identity about kind of putting our best foot forward um uh centering you know kind of our achievements on the main stage blah 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 because we just think that the states is so much better than us that's why everybody that has any measure of success uh, does so by leaving Canada first and kind of like making it in the states before like you know uh, uh, it becomes a, a kind of hometown boy does good story overseas kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like like we we have just just an absolutely rotten perception of ourselves and probably sure. deservedly wow. so. But we will never admit that uh, uh, to anyone, especially ourselves. Okay. So. <laughs> so this is like, this is a rare look behind the, uh, behind the shiny exterior and you admitting that Canadians, is it like a self-loathing thing or like what, well, where does it come from? So like, I guess kind of how, how you perceive maybe our mannerisms to be, I would say like, it's it's functionally identical to like the UK how how Britons behave except their version of it they are actually like they're 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 proud of themselves with a straight <laughs> right. face like right. like okay. as as a country their nationalism mm-hmm. we both live in the shadow of 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 the UK because we are still a colony of them we never truly broke away but we also live in the cultural shadow of America and the economic shadow of America right. to you know like a much larger degree in a lot of ways Canada is 
you know, this is going to sound really dramatic, especially given what our resource companies do overseas. But in a lot of ways, Canada is almost a, a colony of the states, economically oh. speaking. Okay. Like we we are we are raw materials. We are resources to you guys. It's just uh, other people still do all the processing and all that kind of stuff. There's like an extractive element to a lot of the Canadian economy and that sort of leads us to I think unconsciously think of ourselves as like the subjects of imperialism or the subjects of like forces beyond our power and of course we've got this big fucking chip on our shoulder about it so right (laughs) okay that's interesting so I mean is there so knowing that and hearing that it does like jingoism or nationalism exist in Canada is there still at least a faction of people are like you know, we're God's country or like we, this is our place on earth and look at Canada. We're the greatest. Or is that like a strictly American thing? Cause like here it's like, you know, God bless the USA, like all that kind of shit, which I think is fucking ridiculous, but it's everywhere, especially here in Utah, very conservative mm-hmm. um, corner of, of the, of the country. Is that, does that exist in Canada? Like to, to any sort of extent, like it does down here? I don't, not really, um, and, and I think that that's, it's largely because, again, when we when we deign to give a compliment to ourselves, it's mm-hmm. always just like saying, oh, we're not as bad as this other thing that's worse, and so, and, <laughs> okay. and, and again, we've really just, the, the, the whole, the, the, the pretense of that has just completely washed off this past year, so, right. um, yeah, you know, you get you get people who are very regionally proud, um, people who are proud of of Toronto in the same way that people are proud of Detroit or whatever. Sure, but I don't think that um, for a number of reasons, geography, like the sheer size, and then the relatively small population compared to the states, we don't have that sense of cohesion that you know, like even the states doesn't either. Of course, you know, it's not mm-hmm. a monolith, but but I, I would argue that we think of ourselves as having even less of a kind of national character in the first place. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So kind of moving into more, I mean, I guess less grim or maybe less raw uh, discussion about Canada or Canadian culture. One thing I had kind of sent to you was like to talk to us about what are, maybe what's the most accurate Canadian stereotype and what's the one that you hear and you're like no that's just that's wrong it, like drives you crazy like do we have a lot of them right or wrong like because I think oh yeah Canadians it's always like oh yeah they're really polite is the first thing that comes to mind like they it's everything's always like oh sorry like is that are you guys polite it's it's Minnesota nice um it's Minnesota I, nice okay I, I retweeted something the other day that said uh, uh, sorry is Canadian for fuck you which is <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much it okay <laughs> so it's again it's it's a very passive aggressive um there's there's a sense you know what there's a sense of unearned martyrdom to the Canadian character okay. where we're always like feeling like we're suffering and like we, we have to like, you know, like, Oh, Oh, I'm going through so much all the time. And so it's very, it's very Canadian to just like take that kind of stuff on the chin and not, not like ever, you know, correct a person or make an effort to assert yourself, but just like mm-hmm. be super, super passive aggressive and petty about it. Okay. And that's just like, yeah, that's that's kind of the Canadian. Yeah, it's it's nice, but it's very it's very superficial. Um, where you know, like, 
It's interesting. Uh, something I've heard people talk about before about kind of the American uh, national character is that like Americans will 100% earnestly like help you out if you're like in a jam and you need something, but they'll mm-hmm. like kind of good naturedly make fun of you the whole time for it, like okay. and make you feel like a bit of an asshole for needing the help in the first place. And okay. Canadians, we do the exact same thing, but we just don't do it to your face. It'll it's just like after we'll we'll, we'll make a big show of like how much we're helping this person uh-huh. and then make fun of them the stupid asshole for not knowing this thing after the fact, but we would never actually like tell someone how we felt about them to their face. Okay. My goodness, that would be uncouth. That would be untoward. Oh, fuck. I might be Canadian then. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, but so what, what, what's the most accurate stereotype yeah, that you've heard about um, Canada? So it's interesting. I, I don't, I don't know about, um, kind of really accurate stereotypes. I know that okay. a lot of the stereotypes of kind of Canadians, especially as relates to um, the accent, speech patterns, all that kind of stuff, that stuff doesn't really resonate for me as much, partly because um, I'm from the prairies. So I was born in Ontario, but I've been out on the prairies since uh, 87. So okay. um, we have a much more neutral accent um, than the East Coast does, and especially, yeah, sorry, I, when I say the East Coast, I'm using that in my head to refer to Ontario, but I'm opening up another Canadian geogra- geographical can of worms here because, mm-hmm. of course, Ontario is in fact Central Canada, right. and people on the actual East Coast of the Maritimes <laughs> uh, would would you know flag what's the word I'm looking for flog me for uh, for for calling Ontario the East Coast. Right. But anyway, um, that kind of oot and a boot, uh, blah blah blah, that sort of this Bob and Doug Canadian English. That's a very Ontario and east of Ontario kind of um, speech affectation. Um, And then, of course, as you get to the East Coast, that's when, depending on where you are, the accents get really fucking colorful, as um, (laughs) you guys saw some of on Trailer Park Boys, because those guys are... I want to say oh, yeah. New Brunswick uh, guys, but filming out of Nova Scotia, so, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, that's really interesting. Like, I, I mean, I figured, like, with anywhere, there's a regional thing to it, but I, I did not realize it was more, I guess, East Coast-based. Okay, <laughs> let's let's move into to Trailer Park Boys. So sure. I, I was looking for a guest for this episode, and I put out a message in the Discord server that we're all in for the 155 podcast, and you responded almost immediately that you were a huge Trailer Park Boys fan. I was like, oh, this is perfect, a Canadian who will come talk about Trailer Park Boys. So tell tell us what your relationship has been with Trailer Park Boys, what what makes it good, and is it is it a good representation of at least a part of Canada? I, uh, so... Yeah, um, I'll start. I'll start at the end there and just okay. say that I think that I think that Trailer Park Boys is an absolutely like wonderful um, sort of encapsulation of one element of Canadian culture. And I really believe that, like you know, well, we're almost at twenty years from after it came on. Um, I, I really think that that Trailer Park Boys is going to be something that resonates far beyond Canada for a long time and really kind of continues to bat outside its weight in terms of like influencing people who are into comedy and stuff. I really see it as like, you know, people have that anecdote about like, well, the Velvet Underground only sold 10,000 records, but everybody started a band. And that's how Trailer (laughs) Park Boys feels is it's like, it's that 
influential, even if it hasn't been like, you know, they're not doing Brian Adams numbers, but they're also not not doing numbers like that's it's very popular stuff here. So, okay, so so it is Um, popular in Canada as well as outside of Canada. Very much so. And and it's actually a a pretty rare kind of um, success story for a piece of Canadian media um, to not only break stateside and kind of overseas, you know, there's people in like Australia and the UK that really like Trailer Park Boys as well. But what's strange about that is that that stuff almost never happens when it is something that is so unabashedly Canadian as Trailer Park Boys is. Right. It's it's it, it tends to be things that are kind of more like, um, well, just, just, just less obviously Canadian because, again, we, we try so hard to make everyone else, other countries like us, that the first thing we want to do, our instinct, is to just get rid of everything Canadian, get rid of all the niche stuff, get rid of all the local references, get rid of all the kind of things that make it, you know, you you, you can peg this as being like, well, this is Canadian. Right. Um, uh, That's the first thing we want to do is sand those Canadian edges off for the international market. And so it's such like, it's such a pleasure to see um, something like that, which is, it's an absolutely incredibly niche. There are so many kind of like deep cut uh, Canadian references over the course of an episode of Trailer Park Boys that it's just like, it's bizarre in a really wonderful way that this of all things is the thing that's really hitting for a kind of international audience and, and one who really likes comedy. So, um, yeah, do you, I don't... Do you get the... Go sorry ahead. to interrupt you, but do you get the feeling that the people outside of Canada who like it, are they laughing with Canada or are they laughing at Canada, do you think? Like, do you think they see this, oh, yeah, this is a great representation of what I imagine Canada's like, and that's funny to me because this, like, plays into what I actually think Canada is. I, I think it's kind of both. Um, I, th- I think, though, that, like, there's, there's obviously things that on the face of it are... Like they're they're funny characters as a representation of Canadians. They're right. you know um, they're they're like delinquents. They're uh, uh, petty criminals. They never learn from their mistakes. They live in poverty. You know the the classism. Another thing that kind of runs deeply here in Canada, but of course we don't talk about it nearly right. as much. Um, and so you know like that that idea of a person living in a trailer park, of course, you know, that carries a a fair amount of stigma. But um, I think that people ultimately, if they stick with the show, they end up rooting for those characters um, because it is, it's, it's, I, I think that it's, it's not only a show that looks on first glance to be much dumber than it is, but also it looks to be much shallower than it is in terms of not having kind of an emotional heart to it or, or any kind of resonance on that front. But it's a story about three, you know, fuck ups who care about and for each other very, very deeply. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, are always there for each other supporting when people are going through it, kind of never letting themselves get down about that stuff. It's a really kind of heartwarming thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a, uh, I know Joe's talks about it a lot, um, an English show called People Just Do Nothing? Yeah. I have not seen that. It, remi- yeah, it reminds me of that a lot. Yeah, um, I actually, when I've when I've been pitching people that I know on People Just Do Nothing, I'm like, it's basically Trailer Park Boys mapped onto a pirate radio station in the UK. Because it's like these kind of 
these these kind of petty criminals, these low grade kind of dummies who think that they're much smarter and much more capable than they actually are, um, and and just kind of try and try and you know they they like all of us they want to get money but they don't want to work that hard for it so they're trying to like figure out how to do that in a way that kind of lets them sustain themselves while retaining their autonomy and and it's a very yeah both both shows i think just really um they're super kind of quote-unquote dumb on the surface but then like like i i wrote trailer park boys off when i first saw it because i was just like oh this seems dumb when i watched like two minutes of it at a time or whatever right but then when i actually sat down and watched it it was like fuck man like this is the writing on this is incredibly tight like it is so dense with jokes and funny ones and all the characters have so much personality and there is over the course of a relatively short episode, the one that we watched for this one, there is a huge amount of, like, not only plot development, but there's, like, an arc to all the characters over the course of that episode, too. Right. Like, it is it is just so, so tight and concise in terms of the writing. Yeah, and I think the acting is, like, really solid, too, because when you, like, when you watch one of these, I think at first it's easy to think, oh, well, they're not doing anything. They're just acting like, quote-unquote, hicks or something. But then when you look at each individual character and think, well, obviously this person probably does not live in this fashion or actually act this way at all, but it's so believable. Like you believe that Jim Leahy is just like a bumbling drunk or that, you know, Ricky is some guy who would let his eight year old daughter smoke cigarettes <laughs> or however old she is. Like, so I think the acting can very easily get overlooked as well because it just seems, it seems like it would be easy. But when you, when I think about it, at least I'm like, no, this is actually probably, kind of difficult characters to to wrap your head around and really get into it in a believable sense. Yeah, um, I, I think part of it too is like, uh, I believe at this point in the show they were still mostly filming from improv, which is why a lot of it seems really kind of, kind of natural like mm-hmm. that, and, and the acting is so kind of, um, yeah, just like well done and well played, um, is to kind of go in like, okay, here's what needs to happen in this scene, but we're not going to get more specific than that. And then they do six or ten or whatever takes and kind of pick the the best one and kind of use that to develop the story. And, and yeah, and so you get a lot of that. Um, yeah, uh, a, a lot of the kind of spontaneous, really, really funny moments that can only come from improv and those unplanned moments. But they are such talented actors that none of them break when somebody does something super funny off the cuff and, and right. you know they just kind of roll with it and like okay well let's let's escalate this a bit and make it sillier so For sure. also on the acting front uh yeah the guy that plays jim Leahy, um uh john dunn john dunn, fuck. dunn, dunn john dunsworth? dunsworth dunsworth thank you <laughs> uh john dunn dunsworth absolutely phenomenal 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 <laughs> like buster keaton level physical comic like yeah. an unbelievable fucking physical comic um yeah yeah so so funny and talented absolutely so i want to get into talking about the episode that we are watching we're kind of for this season maybe we're doing things a little bit differently in front of this guest spot we talked about a separate episode and now here we're going to talk about an episode that you picked we're talking about the season three episode, If I Can't Smoke and Swear, I'm Fucked. Um, so before we actually dive into this episode, I have a question mm-hmm. that I, w- I want you to think about it as we talk about this. Maybe at the end you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, or maybe you'll just know right away. But in our conversation that we had the other night, 
I was asking, are these characters supposed to be likable? And I think what I settled on is yes, except for Ricky. I don't understand why anyone would necessarily ever like him or root for him. He just seems kind of like an asshole. That, that, like he's funny, but I don't ever find myself rooting for him in particular. Um, so maybe just think about whether or not you agree with that as we kind of dive dive into this episode. So we... I asked you what your favorite episode is, and I think you basically just said this. Tell me, wh- mm-hmm. why did you why did you pick this one? Um, I think that this one really exemplifies uh, the show uh, after it had kind of found its legs. The first season was a little bit slower. It's not as kind of um, not as 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 dense uh, with jokes and stuff. Like I was saying, there's not as kind of much action. They hadn't really figured out how to um, how to kind of push the envelope of the limitations of what they were doing as far as like production wise uh-huh. um and yeah but but uh but they also hadn't got like fully into scripting everything uh which that stuff happens about season five um so it's a really kind of nice like mid-period thing uh and i really think that this episode is just everyone just firing on all cylinders there are so many like iconic line reads in this one there are so many like just just great bits that i remember forever uh the courtroom scene at the end is just so so good like there's yeah (laughs) i I really really cannot say enough good things about this episode okay and so brian you and i haven't talked about this one yet what were like what were your thoughts on this one because you said you went back and rewatched it correct yeah um yeah i think the uh the courtroom scene is my favorite it's just so iconic where he's like you know i i He's like, look, I can't talk without swearing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Um, well, I love that he makes the the prosecutor give him a cigarette at the end. He's like, you've been a dick the whole time. Like, just give me a cigarette. Yeah. Like, it's just so, like, it's just so absurd, but hilarious. Yeah, and, and the prosecutor just like, but I've only got two left, and then gives him one anyway. <laughs> Again, right, yeah. that, like, like, say, like, like, having someone kind of be being being a fucking dick to someone and then having them come over and ask you for a cigarette and you make a big protest of it and then you give it to them anyway that is right. like the essence of that canadianness that i've been talking about for the last okay. 20 minutes oh, okay like that that, yeah. that is the canadianness in a nutshell is you're never going to not give the guy a cigarette because you know <laughs> that 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 would not be nice you got to do the nice thing at all times because you're canadian but right. you're going to make this person know that like hey man like fuck you too but yeah fine here have a fucking cigarette i'll just and again the martyr thing comes up i'll just go you know between court cases to the 7-eleven and, and get another pack i'll, right. I'll somehow find time for that <laughs> right yeah and i just like how unrealistic it is too when the judge is like well i guess it is your right to be able to smoke and swear because you're defending yourself like i mean i don't know I don't. I barely know American law, much less Canadian law. But I've got to assume that's not actually how court works in Canada. <laughs> like, no, but that's that's <laughs> what I love about it is that sort of it, it's it's a heightened reality, right? And right. I think that that's kind of part of part of some of that exoticism that I was talking about earlier that I ascribed to Americans, the the, the American gaze on on Canada. Um, I think that us having a political and legal system that is mostly like yours but just different enough mm-hmm. is one of those kind of like maybe this does maybe this plausibly could happen in a canadian courtroom like could a judge in a small enough jurisdiction do this for someone right. and you know <laughs> right. it kind of like 
it, it kind of gives that plausible uh, the, that that plausibility to it, which I think is really funny. So, right. Okay, mm-hmm. so in this episode, we see Ricky trying to help his daughter quit cigarettes, um, basically jipping her out of patches because he needs them. Smoking while he's got his patch on, despite the constant protestation that we shouldn't do that, and not letting his his daughter do that, which whatever. And then, so we're stealing, we're stealing gas. Um, what I really like about that, by the way, is that he tells, like, he describes the different tastes of like unleaded versus like premium versus diesel, which I think is is really funny. Um, but then at the end, I mean, we have the courtroom scene we just described. Which part of this am I supposed to root for Ricky? Like, I feel like, because a lot of times I like Bubbles or Julian because they just kind of get caught in whatever Ricky's doing and they're trying to help find a way out of it. And it almost seems like I buy more into wanting to see them succeed with Ricky. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Why am I supposed to like you as a character? So, um, okay, I guess, I guess how much of the show have you watched? Like, are you just kind of dipping into a few episodes here and there or... So about 10 years ago, I watched everything up through whatever was out at that point, up, up through like Countdown to Liquor Day. So that's like the first mm, wow, yeah. six, six or seven seasons and both movies. But I have not gone back and revisited it since then. So like when I watched this, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. But obviously it's in the middle of some story arc, as was we talked about uh, I Am the Liquor, which is like at the very end of the fifth season story arc. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I wish I had remembered that these seasons were kind of story based because I don't have like the full context of some of what's going on in this episodes. I don't remember it very well. But yeah, I've seen a large amount of these episodes. Okay, yeah, I was just curious because like, you know, if, if you've only watched a few of them, I could see how um, it, how it would be hard to treat Ricky as a sympathetic character. But at least for me, he's someone that over the, not necessarily over the arc of the series, but through the accumulation of these little moments where he is trying to kind of do do the right thing by his family, by his friends, um, be like kind of a contributing member of the community, all those sorts of things. I think that Ricky is a sympathetic character. Um, I think that he just has like just unbelievably bad impulse control. Okay. Um, and I'll actually, so I, I very much can see Ricky as someone who, who like, you know, he probably has ADHD in my head. Like he's, he, he, he probably like, and, and the one, the one thing that I always kind of point to as like that, the, the one thing that like kind of crystallizes that for me is there's, there's that one episode where bubbles is talking about, like, <laughs> I'm going to do my, my little fucking bubbles impression. Okay, here too. great. He's perfect. Like, yeah. when, when Ricky's fucking cooking something for his family, you just, you just can't, you can't get him distracted at all. There's, he's just got his, just looking at that fucking piece of meat sizzling <laughs> and just and that that those, those kinds of things um really combine thank you plus you uh, have combi- like you have the same glasses as bubbles so like it it's really true works. yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh kind of kind of we we I, I i see ricky as probably someone who has some sort of like undiagnosed adhd something like that and yeah is just like trying to do the right thing and and fit into society and his community, but Mm -hmm. just has unbelievably off the charts, poor impulse control flies into a rage over the littlest thing, eats seven cans of ravioli after, you know, the, the trailer (laughs) burns down, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, all the, the, you know, and that's, that, that, that's part of where, um, even if you don't like Ricky as a character, he, 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 
plays an essential function within the show, which is he's always the escalator. Yeah. Like Julian, Julian is the planner. Um, he's he's the one who's always sort of like crafting the direction for things. Bubbles is always the reluctant go along, so he's kind of gonna like. He's he'll do whatever, but he's gonna be protesting it the whole time. Right. But then Ricky is the wild card, right? Like in the always sunny kind of formula. Um, right. Ricky's the one who who goes off the rails about something. He's always the one to cause the situation to escalate and do like a worse version of what it already was and kind of endanger them more. So So okay, first of all, I love that the term wild card has become synonymous with what I assume you're talking about is that episode of it's always sunny where yeah, Charlie totally. is the wild card. I mean, they're trying to sell gas or whatever, which is actually very yeah. similar to what we're talking about in this episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we, we, this like, it's always sunny also came up in the main episode. Cause I was saying, that's what I pointed to and said, I feel like they're kind of like the characters from it's always sunny and that we're not necessarily supposed to like them. Maybe we like them cause they're funny or they bring us some sort of, humor but i don't think we are supposed to think they're good people but now you're saying that maybe they are they're just misguided and um, yeah. they have you know, impulse control issues or adhd or various you know undiagnosed things i i really do see um the trailer park boys as well as uh the characters on that show i was talking about earlier people just do nothing i see them as much more sympathetic than the always sunny gang i think the always sunny hmm. gang are played more kind of in canon as like sociopaths and kind of monsters whereas yeah. um i i feel like the other two shows are more kind of like these are not that bright but well-meaning people who are stuck in you know poverty and material circumstances that aren't conducive to them sort of living their best life but they're right. trying to make a go of it anyway which i think leads to them kind of being more sympathetic whereas like we see we see a lot more kind of like behind the scenes plotting about like um, how to how the Sunny Gang is going to like go out of their way to consciously hurt people or like ruin Cricket's life or whatever. <laughs> right. Whereas you know Trailer Park Boys, there that that's never a desired consequence. It's always like right. let's get money, let's get paid, and we're gonna do our best not to fuck anyone over that bad at the process but again wildcard ricky comes in and escalates the situation and then the guns start firing so yeah and thinking about like where where the contrast is as well would be like i would never describe the gang from it's always sunny as like down on their luck they always they just have so much confidence even when they are actually down on their luck or they're up against all odds and we as the viewer know they're never going to overcome it Whereas I think there's more realism with, uh, like, the Trailer Park Boys because, yeah, they feel down on their luck. Oftentimes, episodes are based on, like, planning, like, how do we get out of this like, kind of shitstorm that we're yeah. in? And they don't know. Like, they're not – they don't have that confidence. Like, well, we're just going to do this and it's going to go amazing because it's us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you were talking about the kind of, like, ongoing arcs. Like, each each season is basically – you can think of each season as, like, a crime movie. Like, okay. you know, it's it's yeah, it's – Julian's always got – a plan for how they're going to make a bunch of money now that they've just got out of jail. And right. so each, each season takes place from, you know, like over a summer, they always get out of jail in the spring season happens. And then they end up going back to the jail at the end of the season uh, for fall. Um, and yeah. And so like, if, if you just kind of like 
that, that that's just how it's structured. Um, and I can't remember what I brought up that up to make a certain point, and that's completely fucking gone off the rails now. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> Please forgive me on that front. <laughs> but I do like. I I think maybe I'm hoping I didn't get the two episodes mixed up, but I think it's this one. Like because you're talking about how you know the constant cycle in and out of prison. Is it this episode where Ricky's giving like his little monologue and he's talking about how like it's not that we don't hate prison because the food's good and it's this or that. We just don't want to go back so often. And so like how can we do littler crimes that won't get us in as yeah. much trouble? And then of course it backfires because they end up like sticking up a, a convenience store and shooting off a gun. And then they rob everything instead of trying to like correct the, the misunderstanding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no that that is this episode because okay. that's that's sort of they realize that um, theft under thousand you can't go to jail for so they're trying to keep all of their crimes petty this season and that actually right. kind of ends up being a theme in the movie too um, with the the gumball machines right okay so did you. Have you seen like all twelve seasons? Did you follow it onto Netflix or No, I kind of so let me see here. I would definitely like the showcase days. I think I've got DVDs up to about season seven or eight, somewhere around there. Okay. Um and then yeah, when it moved on to Netflix, like it it was already kind of dropping off, I feel like, after season five. It was yeah. still a good show, but it just it it was not at its peak anymore. And then I think that Netflix I think I watched the first season that they did for Netflix, and I was like, this is all right. Um, and then, yeah, at a certain point, I just kind of dipped. I think I watched some of the season with Snoop Dogg and Tom Arnold, but I haven't watched any what? further than that one. So, oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, there's a season yeah. with Snoop Dogg and Tom Arnold? Yeah, really? they all uh, yeah. get into a weed investment together. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'm obviously missing out a lot on that, clearly. Okay, so you are, um, you're like a, a fashion expert. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I'm sorry if I'm putting too much pressure on you there no, by no. saying that, but okay. So what do you, what is the, what is the fashion vibe on Trailer Park Boys? Is there any fashion worth talking about? I mean, those are, that's a big houndstooth print for a, a yes, shirt. Yes, it is. Is the only fashion statement I have to say about this. But I'm wondering, someone who has more of a, fresh eye for these sorts of things like what uh what is your fashion takeaway from the trailer park boys well i think that all of the trailer park boys have have iconic looks in their own way um <laughs> sure. so as you said ricky ricky basically has like one shirt per season um right. which you know kind of like gets progressively more fucked up over the course of the season <laughs> which is always funny but you know he's always got either the exploded hound's tooth with the uh, uh black and white track pants uh-huh. Or he's got that one, um, the MLK shirt, I think it is, uh, the like yeah. all over print with the black sleeves, the t-shirt. Um, mm. And then like uh, he's got one of those kind of like late 90s, early 2000s anime kid bowling shirts with the flames, like a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, that's with the right. Flames. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So he's got a few different kind of looks that we see, but it's always a variation on that same thing of like track pants and either a tee or a short sleeve uh, button down. So he's certainly got his vibe. And I think that actually Ricky's fucking hair is so goddamn cool. He's got that totally <laughs> wicked, like, like pompadour kind of thing going on. And right. yeah, I just, I just think it looks really cool. Um, Julian, of course, uh, you could kind of think of him as like a, a, a kind of, 
not Steve Jobs because he's got blue jeans, but you know, like a, a minimalist kind of tech guy look, uh-huh. uh, just like all black with the with the tucked in muscle shirt and the belt and all that stuff. But yeah, to me, he looks kind of more just like a coke dealer from like a small suburb outside of a city or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's just he's just kind of got this like this obviously very. Um, very masculine uh very kind of like macho vibe um and that like yeah minimal jewelry but the stuff that he has is like fairly big he's always got his hair slicked back um always has the rum and coke in hand of course at all times which is like (laughs) one of the funniest gags about that show is just no matter what happens he's got that rum and coke in his hand (laughs) right um But yeah, but I think that actually, from my own kind of perspective, I feel like Bubbles has, um, I don't know if it's the most interesting fashion on the show, but it's 100% the most Canadian in my mind. (laughs) Okay. Um, So he's always got, you always see Bubbles in uh, jeans and a snap front kind of shirt, like Mm -hmm. like a Western style shirt with the kind of saw blade, um, what do you call it, yoke. and and he's either got like a, a puffer vest over that or like a quilted jacket. If it's the summertime, he's got like a plaid shirt over top of that, and like a toque in the wintertime, which is always you know um, a classic Canadian uh, a fashion accessory. What you would right. call a watch cap or a stocking cap. Um, it, Bubbles has always got the the little pom pom on his too, which is a, right. a nice touch. And yeah, just just like every everything about what he wears to me just screams Canadian, and and like that's that's the sort of era of you know like eighties. But it's still mostly clothes from the '70s because people weren't buying clothes with the frequency they do now. Yeah. Um, that that's sort of what I grew up seeing people wearing all the time is is stuff like what he's wearing, and I think that kind of uh, yeah, I, I think that he's kind of as the same way that that, that George Costanza has had a like low key fashion god reevaluation in the last <laughs> decade or so. I think I think right. Bubbles is due for one one of these days. Okay, it's like a, a, a hoser Canadian icon. All right, very nice. <laughs> Actually, um, it's a little little kind of CanCon fact for you about Bubbles sure. specifically. So Mike Smith, um, who plays Bubbles, he played in a band called Sandbox from Canada in the 1990s who won a Juno Award, which is our equivalent oh, wow. of a Grammy. Right. So you can look up uh, Sandbox's hit song Curious if you're curious about that. So yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of band is it? Uh, like kind of indie rock, um, pop, he's got like a weird kind of like vocoded, slightly vocal on it. Um, but I actually think it's a pretty good song. So yeah. Cause I swear, maybe I'm misremembering, but hasn't, I don't, I think maybe in character as Bubbles, he's performed with Guns N' Roses or. Uh, yep. And, uh, Sebastian Bach from, um, uh, uh, Skid Row, Mm -hmm. um, Rush on that one episode. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's like definitely, uh, uh a legit musician in his own right yeah and is it wasn't there some song called like liquor and whores or something yes indeed that, that he wrote or something like i just remember seeing that title somewhere i don't think i've ever even seen like heard the song but all right yeah. maybe we have to check that out okay um i wanted to see i wanted to see if you guys would indulge me in something here i've pulled up the scuffed which trailer park boy quiz are you? Nice. Um, so I was Ooh. hoping we could go through the questions and, and each of us could answer. And at the end, we'll see which which trailer park boy each of us is. Um, All right. So let's, let's see here. The first question is, 
What is your strength? Uh, dedication, discipline, creativity, or trustworthiness? And Jordan, since you're the guest, I'll let you answer first. Could you repeat those answers for me? Dedication, discipline, trustworthiness, and creativity? creativity? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Dedication, maybe. Discipline, no. Uh, tra- <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go with creativity. Okay. And uh, Brian, what would how would you answer? Go with dedication. Dedication. You've mm-hmm. been nothing but absolutely dedicated to this podcast, so sure. I can't I can't disagree. I think I prob- Alex. I think I would say discipline. So As that's... the only parent in the room, uh, probably. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see if my internet's going to play nice here. Okay. The second question. What is your biggest fear? Being alone without family or friends, not being successful financially. My greatest fear is to have no more fear or not believing in myself. Being alone. Being alone, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being alone is mine as well. Okay. And I think for mine, I don't know, that's hard. I really like money. But I also don't like being alone. Third question. What really makes you angry? Liars and lies, abusive parents, screaming children, or bad manners? Jordan? Well, I gotta say, uh, abusive parents <laughs> kind of sticks out as like a pretty bad one okay. amongst these four things. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with that. And Brian? I. Uh, yeah, I want to go with screaming children, but abusive parents okay. really does. I I am going with um, screaming children, as as Jordan pointed out at the last question. I'm I'm the only parent in the room, and there's just really something about screaming kids. <laughs> so I mean, I don't like abusive parents either, but luckily I didn't have any, and I'm pretty sure I'm not one. So I guess I don't have the context. Okay, uh, question four. What makes you laugh the most? Sarcastic jokes, watching a stand-up comedian on TV, reading a comic book, or seeing someone make fun of someone else? Hmm. um, You know, I'm going to have to say, let's say sarcastic jokes. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, this is going to make me seem like a bad person, but seeing someone <laughs> make fun of someone else. Okay, I'm glad you said that, because that's definitely mine, too. Although, sarcastic jokes are very funny. I I do like seeing people get made fun of. See, I, I almost didn't go with sarcastic jokes. I was almost like, maybe just like someone doing comedy on TV, because, sar- you know, sarcasm can be kind of mean sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm just such a softy. <laughs> Apparently, right? And Brian and I are like, nah, sarcasm's not mean enough. We just, we want to see the person actually being made fun of. Okay, question five. If you could choose to do anything for a day, what would it be? Working, playing games, traveling, or doing sports a lot of that's contingent on what sort of work i'm doing Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna go with playing games okay brian yeah yeah i want to play games playing games i am i'm gonna be traveling okay question six would you rather 
ride a bike, ride a horse, drive a car, or walk? I got to say I'd rather ride a bike. Okay. I'm a walker. You're a walker. All right. I'm definitely – I'm going to be on the bike – it's my it's like my meditative time is being on a bike i'm not getting on a fucking horse that's for sure are you uh are you afraid of horses uh yeah i'm kind of afraid of horses i'm more afraid of me deer, too but yeah anything on four legs that's bigger than me i'm gonna be pretty scared of okay what type of music do you listen to rock pop classical or electronic well, I'm going to have to go with electronic, I think, out of the four selections there. That makes sense. Um, I guess I, I, with these four, I'm a rocker. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd probably say pop, because when I think of just the word rock, I think of like really shitty bands like the Foo Fighters. Ooh. So I probably would say pop out of those, if, if I'm just taking those like maybe their most quote-unquote pure form all right uh what would you rather do wash dishes mow the lawn clean the bathroom or vacuum the house hmm i think i would rather out of all of these wash the dishes oh really yeah now that i could i mean that's very interesting because that's like my least favorite chore because it never ends it's so pointless (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get you on the uh, the 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 one one skillet philosophy. Just cook everything in in one skillet. Make all of your meals in one skillet. You know you got a lot less cleanup to do. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay, Brian. Which of these four are you? Would you rather do? I'm going with mow the lawn because you need to be outside. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm there as well. Although because of my allergies, mowing the lawn is usually miserable. It's it's still better than these other three things. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what is your favorite food? Meat, pasta, milk, or vegetables? Hmm. Um, out of those four, I'm going to have to say vegetables. Okay. Just so much room for variety under that umbrella. I mean, there's room for variety with meat, too. It could be like human meat, pig meat, cow meat. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go with pasta. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I I need those carbs too. Damn, are you guys pasta. seeing this 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 image here? This grilled cheese with mac and cheese inside of it. It looks pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, it looks kind of obscene and delicious at the same time. <sighs> Notice oh, there's yeah, no vegetables there. <laughs> there's a piece of parsley. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. I love eating parsley. You got me. Okay, so we're like a third of the way through this quiz. Does, do we have any idea what like? I don't see how any of these relate to any of the Trailer Park Boys. Do you see a connection, Jordan or Brian? I do to some of them. Um, okay. And I, 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 I had suspicions. I Sorry, go ahead, Brian. I, I can't say I do. <laughs> um, yeah, we're only a third of the way through. I I'm not seeing any relations with the, the boys here. I think that the the character traits one and the fears one were the strongest ones so far that would kind of steer you in the direction of a particular character. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I also strongly suspect going into this um, that I'll end up as Bubbles as my character. <laughs> okay. But, um, okay. Like, like I'm almost positive, but uh, yeah, like like this this next question here about nicknames, I can't see how any of this shit would relate to 
<laughs> any of the trailer park boys. Okay. All right. Have you ever had a nickname? What is it? So I like, first of all, I like the question asks you a yes or no, and then it assumes the answer is yes, and then it assumes it's one of these four things. But uh, was your nickname Babyface, Champ, Lava, or Thunder? I think that my name would be Champ, and everybody that called me Champ would be using it, like, super sarcastically, in a very Canadian way of just, like, okay. hey, Champ. <laughs> right. Come on over here, Champ. Right, okay. I went with Thunder because it sounded the coolest. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I would also go with Champ, but only because I can hear my dad calling me that and not yeah. in a sarcastic way at all. It's like a very genuine <laughs> way. Come over here, Champ. Yeah, exactly. Okay, do you like or dislike surprises? I like surprises. I hate surprises. Only if they are from close people or uh, only from strangers. Only from strangers, huh? <laughs> oh, I, I hate it when someone familiar to me surprises me in some right. way. But someone I've had no previous interaction with, oh yeah, absolutely, fucking come up behind me and like and make a big sound. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I am. I am going to say that I like surprises. Oh, okay. Um, only if they're from close people. I feel okay. like I really got to make a distinction. <laughs> Gotcha. I hate surprises. Mm. Like I hate. Some, we have like a family Zoom call once a month, and they'll sometimes we'll get a package ahead of time. Like, don't open it till we're on the Zoom call. I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I'm never going to give the reaction that I'm supposed to because I don't give good reactions. It's like, oh yeah, this is nice, and they just want like this big. Oh my god, you got me this book or whatever, and so it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't do surprises. You know, I'm just going to, on that note for a sec, something that I've noticed that's really fucked up is, well, you have kids. You Maybe you've seen this already, but, mm -hmm. like, have you noticed your kids being socialized to react in, like, a really artificial, over-the-top, like, like what you would learn a reaction looks like from looking at YouTube thumbnails. Cause like my, my, my nephew, uh -huh. whenever like he's, he's getting his picture taken, he'll do the like YouTube thumbnail face of like, Oh, nice. <laughs> and just like point at like whatever it is that he got for his birthday or whatever and i'm just like it's so i, I don't ever remember making faces like that <laughs> right. to react to things when i was a kid and but i also didn't look at people reacting to things when i was a kid i didn't really right. consider that so yeah yeah I, my, thought. my son definitely makes that face but i don't know where i mean i guess he watches youtube so maybe that is it i just thought he was a goof but maybe he is being like indoctrinated <laughs> huh okay what is your weakness discipline patience determination or enthusiasm i would say discipline is my weakness for sure okay uh, i gotta go with enthusiasm okay i am torn between patience and enthusiasm i'm not a patient person but i think i can fake it to an extent i can't fake being enthusiastic about something so i'm gonna go with enthusiasm what do you do in the evenings visit friends play games watch movies read book <laughs> um i'm gonna say uh hmm that's tough to say because like Normally, over the course of my entire lifetime, that would average out to visit friends. Okay. But in the past 18 months, it's been like play games because I have not, you know, 
coronavirus. I haven't been visiting friends the way I would like to. Right. And I definitely haven't been read book. I would I would love to read read book. <laughs> but sure. um I find I find book hard read concentrate <laughs> difficulty sometimes. Right. So agreed, yeah. So are you are you giving the the covid answer or the the Yeah, I I don't know. Um let's let's go with visit friends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brian. Um well podcasting isn't an answer so no. i have to go with that would be visiting friends though right we're friends. i was thinking about that yeah this is uh this is true we're visiting friends here yeah i'll, I'll go and visit friends okay i'm doing watch movies so okay fuck hanging out with friends <laughs> i'm gonna watch movies i'll hang out with my friends on the silver screen <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Okay, ideal vacation. Hawaii, Egypt, boat cruising, or Budapest, Vienna, and Prague. Prague, rather. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say right away that boat cruising is out. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I would want to do one of the other three. Um, but I'm, I'm not much of a traveler at all. Um, I've actually kind of been outside of North America once. Okay. Uh, so let me see here. Um I'm going to say, yeah, Budapest, Vienna, and Prague. Okay. Get the three fur, get to see Europe, see some cool architecture, some things like that. So, yeah. Okay. Brian? I want to go with uh, the three fur as well. Okay. I'm I'm probably going to go with Hawaii just because I like the beach. And I have a goal to visit all 50 states where Egypt and Budapest would be interesting. I don't have a goal of getting to them because I don't think I'll ever be financially well off enough to do so and also which of the three like which like what is bubbles does bubbles give a fuck about any of these things again i don't see how this ties into the quiz that we're trying like the question we're trying to answer right (laughs) yeah (laughs) bubbles is a tougher one to read i mean um julian would be like the cruise ship answer because that's kind of the plot of this season right yeah that was his idea yeah uh, okay, how many days would you live on a deserted island? I would die the first day. I would last several <laughs> months. I would live several years. I would live all my life. Now, I'd like to point out that I would die the first day and I would live all my life are actually the same answer. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I would live all my life is kind of an all of the above, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be wrong for anyone that clicks it. Correct. Hmm. Um, if I was to actually try and project, this this is one of those questions that like it's it's impossible to answer without more context. <laughs> right. You know, like like what are, are there are there like nut bearing trees on this island? I don't know. Um, so in in I, I would say though that given like a Minecraft level of resources, right. I would probably die the first day. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> AKA live my all my life. So. Right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest. I'd probably die the first day as well. Okay. All right, I'm gonna give myself a. I'm, I'm gonna prop myself up here a little bit. I think I could last several months. Nice. I think, as long as my wife is there to start the fire at night. Because <laughs> I can't do that part, but I could do everything else. I think. Okay, what would you do with infinite money? I would end poverty. I would buy expensive clothes. I assume that's clothes. <laughs> I would buy most beautiful cars. I wouldn't use them. Okay. 
this is uh we're really getting into quite the grammatically problematic territory here I think the last one is the funniest grammatically. <laughs> what would you do with infinite money? Mm, I wouldn't use them. Right, yeah. It's like a it's like Borat <laughs> wrote and answered the question. <laughs> well, um, the answer is obvious. I would, in fact, buy expensive clothes. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the, the emperor's new clothes, the finest clothes of, of beautiful salk. Right, exactly. Out on poverty. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to yeah. take the Bernie well, Sanders I mean, route. You, you can end poverty and have fancy clothes, too. I feel like you have infinite money. You can have both of those things. Just ask AOC. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'd probably just buy most beautiful cars because I'm not a clothes person, <laughs> and um, the rest of the world can pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They've got this. Alex, tell us about most beautiful cars. What are, give give me a few of yours? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I'm not like, all the beautiful cars is most. Uh, I mean, I'm not a car person either, but I like cars more than clothes. I mean, I'd probably buy like a Nissan Sentra, but but like yes. the new model. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't get a used one like I have in the past. So that's probably what it is. I don't know, maybe like a Lamborghini because that's just like the first one that comes to mind. I couldn't if you showed me a lineup of cars, I couldn't pick a Lamborghini out of it, but. That sounds like luxurious, right? I don't know. Okay, how would your friends describe you? Funny, smart, loyal, or strong? Hmm. Anything but strong would probably be a pretty good one for me. Okay. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not even that weak anymore either. So uh, I would say that my friends would describe me as smart, though. Okay. Um, I'd say loyal. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going smart. They don't realize that I'm actually funny because I'm usually making fun of them, but they, so they'd probably say smart. Okay, what are your hobbies? Traveling, again, doing sports, cooking, or reading books? Hmm. Um, out of those ones, I would say probably cooking is, is the thing that I do the most for pleasure okay um gotta go with reading books okay all right yeah i'm kind of upset to be paralyzed it this time yeah i was say it's not read book anymore yeah no. that's, that's frustrating yeah i'd probably say cooking it's i mean i'd probably rather be traveling but i wouldn't call that a hobby at this point maybe once i get that infinite money <laughs> Okay, what is your favorite pet? Uh, oh, that's Does Canada use the U in words like favorite? It does, yes, okay, the that's, English U. That's problematic. Okay. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're very much like half British and half American when it comes to our spelling conventions and our weights and measurements. It's kind of like uh, we, we take a little bit from each gotcha. and have this weird mishmash. Okay, so you try to have your cake and eat it too. Yep, and we spell cake uh, C-A-U-K-E. So. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, favorite pet? Dog, cat, parrot, or fish? <coughs> Gotta be cat all the way, my friend. Absolutely. Yep, cat. All right. I think that might be the first one that all three of us had the same answer. Nice. <coughs> Some unanimity. Exactly. What form of public transportation do you prefer? Air, boat, train, or car? Hmm, um... 
I like trains the most out of all of those, okay. I think. Yeah. Same here. Now, I'm probably going to say Air, but that, again, this is, like, all the other ones are actual names of vehicles. There's no vehicle called Air. I'll assume we're talking about an airplane, though. Like, I, I, I think that's a safe assumption, yeah. I don't hop on the air. It's not It's not a rocketeer jetpack. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, all right, nine questions to go. Home stretch here. I still have no idea who I'm going to be. Uh, okay, what's your favorite zoo animal? Lion, giraffe, monkey, or bear? Hmm, that's a tough one. That's a toss-up for me between lion and monkey because on the one hand, a lion is a big kitty and uh, as established, cats are the best animal. Right. Um, but on the other hand, monkeys are very, very fucking funny. Um, you know, I'm going to have to go with monkey, I think. Okay. That's what I got, too. I think I would go bear as long as it's a polar bear because I like watching the polar bear like dive in and out of the little sad little water contrapment they have him in i guess all right all right but i don't like it'd be awesome if they like threw live penguins into the polar bear tank Uh, once in a while that would be so cool (laughs) okay what do you like most in school math language sports or art gotta go with language oh with art art i'm i'm going with math i was a math nerd you I love math. Okay, here's a good one. If you had a warning label, what would yours say? Stop drinking, stop working, stop lying, stop fighting. I I can't I can't fucking parse this question at all. Okay. Yeah. So so if 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 I if I have Four a warning label on stop. me <laughs> right. and the warning label on me says stop drinking. Now, is that warning label there because I drink too much or because right. I don't think that you should drink as much as you do? Ah, yeah. I'm really not clear how this works, yeah. um, but I think that I think that stop working is like a universally powerful statement. Whether someone is telling me that or whether I'm telling other people that, I think it works well both giving oh, yeah. and reciprocating. Okay. Just stop, stop fucking working. Okay. Um, we will stop lying because I feel like that's similarly powerful, and that can go either way. Yeah, I'm also going to say stop lying, and I'm assuming it's a warning to myself, so. (laughs) Okay, if you could join any past or current musical group, which would you want to join? Queen, The Beatles, Nirvana, or The Prodigy? Wow, what a strange selection here. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Hmm. I'm having trouble deciding whether Queen or the Prodigy had the most fun. Because hmm, okay. um, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really care for any of these as groups, qua groups. So I'm like, okay, who would be fun to hang out with? I think that Kurt, as well as uh, John Lennon, would be fucking insufferable. Um, I think that <laughs> the Prodigy would probably like spend a lot of time kind of brooding. Right. And like maybe Keith would be fun to hang out with. But the main guy would just be like programming beats or whatever. Right. Um, Queen, Queen, though, seem like they'd be fun. They seem like they want to hang out and party, but I honestly wonder if I would be able to keep up. Hmm. Probably not. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say Queen, though. Okay. I'm going to go with the Prodigy because it's just such a weird 
fourth answer. Right. <laughs> right. I'm I'm definitely going with the Beatles because first of all, I could have made them better. But secondly, I like I love infighting. I love the politics of the music business. I would love to be a part of all their insane arguments. Okay, how many languages do you speak? One, two, well, sorry, one, four, three, or two? I got to go with one. That's one language for me. Okay. Yeah, I only know one. Same here. That's this is the most baffling one so far. I have no idea how the number of languages would factor into what trailer park boy I am. Right. We're gonna get to the end and find out that trailer prack boys is an actual thing <laughs> and we're just gonna have an answer that makes no sense to us. It's okay. like a melee spin-off. It's <laughs> right. Okay, who knows you best? Your mom, your partner, your friend, nobody but yourself. Hmm. Um Probably my friend. Okay. Definitely not my mom. My mom. But she does know how to move a couch, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go with nobody but me. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with my partner. It's either that or just me. But yeah, definitely not, not my mom or my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, this will be the... My mom will finally discover my podcast, and this is what she'll hear. She doesn't know we have a podcast? No, God, no. Uh, all right. What <laughs> possessions would you keep uh, compared to what? I don't know. Family photos, photos of you, books, or wedding ring? I'm trying to picture the sort of person that's like, yeah, you know what? Photos of me. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. what, if, what, what, if, what if I forget what I look like one day and there's right. not a mirror around? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and I need to describe myself to my fucking Tinder date that I'm meeting in a public place right. later. Like, what is the scenario? Oh, my God. Anyway, um, hmm. Uh, oh, geez. You know what? Well, okay. So so there's an implied emergency here um, because <laughs> right. what possessions are you keep implies that, like, well, we got to call for a reason. So I'm just going to say um I'm just going to say wedding ring because that is the smallest, lightest, most compact thing that I can just you know, I can't say books. I I have so many goddamn books that I would just yeah. Okay. No. Let's go wedding ring. Okay. Um I got to go with family photos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a wedding ring. So right. Um, yeah, I would go wedding ring as well. Um, I mean, obviously it's the most sentimental of all of these things and it's, it's already on my hand. Like I don't even have to do anything <laughs> to keep, I just have to make sure no one cuts off my hand. Okay. What age do you feel is the best? Uh, and for our listeners, we've got here a picture of Sylvester Stallone and I think the guy that plays Apollo Creed's son. I, I, I don't know. So which of these ages do you feel is the best? 20, 30, 40, or 50? I got to go 40. I'm not quite there yet. I'm 39 now, though. Okay. And uh, I got to say my late 30s has been the best part of my life so far. Oh, so. wow. Well, then I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful for me. <laughs> um. 
I'm going to go with 20. Okay. Just because, I, I don't know, I feel it's just, it was a good time, I guess. Um, yeah, let's go with 20. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Physically, for me, it'd be 20. I felt in better shape, but mentally, 30's been better. I don't know what it's like to be 40 or 50, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go 30. I'm going to value my mental health over my physical health. Okay, what's your favorite drink? Water, beer, wine, or whiskey? So literally, as a sober person, I have one fucking option here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got what looks like cola, cranberry juice, and orange juice above in your kind of uh, the, the image they've used to illustrate this question. Mm-hmm. But none of those are on tap at this particular bar. No. So I'm going to have to, hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with water. Okay. I'm not a sober person, but I still gotta go water. <laughs> I love water. Yeah, I am all. I'm not a sober person when it comes to alcohol, but um, if it's not vodka, then I don't really want it in terms of alcohol. So, yeah, hmm. water. The uh, vodka of non-alcoholic drinks. <laughs> exactly, they look the same. <laughs> okay, this is the last question. So, what is the best way to start the day, Brian? I'm gonna guess that. Weed is not on the list, so you're just going to have to go for whatever's your second favorite way to start the day. Coffee, <laughs> sports, laying in bed, or eating a healthy breakfast. <laughs> Again, I'm just I'm wondering who this person is <laughs> right. that is just like, oh, it's sports. It's obviously <laughs> it's, sports. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just roll out of bed and go to play some water polo first thing before uh, you know I head to the office. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Let me see here. It's for me. It's either coffee or laying in bed because mm-hmm. I rarely eat breakfast. Um, so, you know what the the way that I want to start the day is laying in bed. Mm. The best way for me to start the day is coffee because okay. I should get out of bed and and start my day. So, coffee. Okay. Uh, I gotta be like I gotta go the honest route and go with laying in bed. Right. Uh, now, Jordan, you brought up an interesting dichotomy. Is it mm-hmm. the best way to start my day, like actually get me moving, or is it the best way of what I want to do? Well, what what does best mean to you? Right, I'm going to choose what I want to do and go with laying in bed. Although, like you, if I actually want to be productive, coffee would be the best way for me to start the day. All right, uh, that's that's it, Jordan. Do you want to reveal who who you were given? Who I'm hitting the next... Oh, my God. I did not expect this one. Okay. Huh. Wow. Okay. Crazy. What, what did you get? Uh, I I am Jim Leahy. Oh. I am Jim Leahy, the drunk narc. <laughs> right. But you're drinking water. Uh, yes, I'm drinking water, even though in the, the uh, picture of Jim that they've used to characterize this, he is, in fact, of course, drinking booze. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Brian? I got Randy. Oh, Wow. I, which I think kind of makes sense. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I can see that. You know, he's he's not. A, I'm not a leader. You know, he's not a leader. <laughs> okay. You know, we love like hamburgers. Is Jim Leahy an evil genius? Like, is he is he like a mastermind, Jordan, or is he just kind of stumble his way into these plans that he thinks will result in the downfall of of the, the Trailer Park Boys? I, I think that Jim Leahy is a decently smart person, 
um, who unfortunately like kind of yeah he 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 has a kind of a small man complex mm-hmm. I feel like okay. where he's he 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 is relatively smart and he certainly knows that he's smarter than the trailer park boys are but he's not that smart we can even see that in this episode when he says that video evidence is tantamount to the truth when he means <laughs> right. tantamount right, um, yeah. <laughs> and 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 so it's one of those things where it's like he's relatively smart but he's not that smart and unfortunately Jim Leahy's real problem is that he he doesn't have any aspirations and he doesn't believe in himself so he's been the trailer park supervisor forever and by not kind of figuring out what it is that he wants to do instead he's sort of let this stagnation creep in and and that begins his descent into alcoholism okay and for those who don't know the whole history of the show you can actually see where the the nugget the catalyst of jim Leahy's descent in the trailer park boys christmas special which i believe comes between seasons five and six or something like that okay i don't remember that i'll have to check that out either way i was also jim Leahy, so that's what i'm trying to figure out am i what am, so you're saying I'm, I have small man syndrome or something like that. <laughs> well, so do I, though. Right, so. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and either, both of us are going to be, um, you know, we're going to have a shirtless Brian in tow doing whatever whatever we ask of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I should I should dig that up um, and send it to you guys. Uh, I'll have to clear it with my friend, though, first. But, uh, geez, this would have been a decade ago, probably, but um, my friend Tom and I actually went to a Halloween party as uh, Randy and Leahy. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so, we, like, I, I, he let me uh, shave, like, a bald spot into the top of his head, and um, <laughs> and I went as, like, uh, uh, what, oh, shit, I can't remember what Randy calls himself when he's hooking for cheeseburgers. He's oh. got a different name for oh, it, yeah. his kind of character but i went as that version oh Smokey. um so yeah so 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 we went as jim Leahy and Smokey uh to this this halloween party had a real fun night so yeah you should definitely clear that with your friend because i'd love to post that on the Mm -hmm. socials along with the this uh, dropping this episode that would be great um okay well both of you thank you for uh for indulging me in that i had no idea it was 30 questions when i asked you so that was (laughs) that was lengthy and i'm not really sure why at least half of those questions needed to be answered for me to find out I'm Jim Leahy. So um, <laughs> we learned a lot about each other. We did. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where we shine. According to some of our listeners is the, is the vulnerability. So now we know that I'm going to buy all those beautiful cars and Jordan's going to get all the clothes and uh, we're going to have water, but we're still drunk somehow. So <laughs> with that, Jordan, thank you so much for being here before I let you go. Did you have anything you want to plug or anything you wanted to, to bring to our listeners attention? Um, well, I will plug. Uh, well, I'll plug both of my shows again. So I'll start with the one that's not really doing much right now, which is Infinite Horizons Radio. It's an improvised homage to shows like Coast to Coast AM and kind of that. Ah, I just literally just fucking swallowed a fly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. L- literally a gnat just flew into my mouth. Um, I'm having trouble with some some fungus gnats on my bird of paradise plant. So oh, shit. I'm, uh, I'm dealing with that right now. But anyway, um, yeah, so so Infinite Horizons is kind of a, an homage to late night radio. And you can check that out at anchor.fm slash Infinite Horizons Radio. Um, and then the other one that's really kind of more of a, a ongoing concern is something called Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, which is a show I do with my friend Robbie McDonald. Um, we were both diagnosed last November at uh, I was 38. She's 53. And so it's kind of about us figuring out pretty you know relatively late in life that we have ADHD and we're 
got a new episode coming out tomorrow because we actually just hit uh, 20,000 plays, which is a, a big oh, deal wow. for us. That's so it's awesome. our yeah. 20,000 plays anniversary episode coming out uh, first thing tomorrow morning. And yeah, you can check that out at anchor.fm slash holy shit, I have ADHD. Uh, and yeah, we're, I think, I think tomorrow's our 30th episode too. So getting, getting up there, wow. starting to do some numbers. So that's yeah. awesome. That's congratulations on that. And that's super exciting. And the beautiful thing is since you've been on our podcast before, I have an email with all the links. So I'll be able to drop that on the, uh, nice. the description for this episode without you having to do anything else. So perfect. Um, all right. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, Jordan. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, love to come and talk about Trailer Park Boys or whatever CanCon uh, anytime you need to. So, all right. <laughs> the Zeitgeist Lab Collections podcast, hosted by Brian and Alex, edited by Polysci Alex, executive produced by Pan Blurry for Itchy Grundle Podcast.